everybody. It is your well woman practitioner Lashana Moore with another enlightening episode from Holistically Well through our podcast, Holistically Speaking, where it is all about being well and being whole. We are talking specifically, or as my younger self would say, specifically about that very thing. I want to talk to you about just being five decisions away from living a well and whole life. So grab your wellness tea, a comfy chair, make sure that you have subscribed, grab a friend, share this with everybody that you know, and let's get into this episode. All right, so I am enjoying a wonderful wind down to the day. I'm actually sitting in my living room, feet propped up on an ottoman, enjoying a nice, tall, cold glass of water. Doesn't that sound like a great country setting on the front porch on the swing, watching the cars go by, or maybe watching the deer? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I like to end um, my day with a really good glass of cold water. Um, And because I'm in the living room too, you may hear a little bit of echo just um, because of the room itself. But nevertheless, I am uh, really looking forward to having this conversation with you. And as I always um, pray that you are well, I'm going to include it in this episode too. I always do. I pray that you're doing well, mind, body, soul, and spirit. If you're not there, I pray that you are journeying there, that you are open to the moment that things change and pivot and work absolutely in your favor because it will happen for you. So if that's you and you need to hold on to my hope for yourself, do that. Do that. It will happen for you. And if you are in that season where things are going great, I say, go, girl, go or go, brother, go. I I am so happy for you to everything. There is a season. And so I just want you to stay encouraged to know that. Don't you ever think that if you are in a, a, a time in life where things just don't seem to be working and going your way mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, geographically, corporately, whatever it may be, that it's going to stay that way. It cannot last always. Hold on. Okay. It will get better. I wanted to do this particular episode talking with you about five decisions to make in being whole body and mind. And I probably should have said mind first and body. So yeah, I'll, I'll label this as such mind and body because it does happen from the inside. And look, you all are very intelligent people. I know that you already have an awareness of some of the things that help our lives, uh, that advance our lives, that enhance our lives and that heal our lives. But I'm going to talk with you about it. You're going to hear from yours truly today discussing it. You're going to hear from your well woman, practitioner Lashana Moore, uh, talking with you about these decisions. And I just 
I, there are a lot of things that we can do in our lives, okay? Nothing in life is ever a two-step, a five-step, a 10-step, a 12-step, a 21-step, a 12-hour step, 48-hour step, 72-step. Listen, it's a lifelong journey. We continue to be students of this life as we mature, as we age, as we learn, as we grow, as we keep ourselves open, we learn more and more and more. And that is what makes this life deeper, richer, more valuable. That's what helps us to shift one day from our fluid intelligence to our crystallized intelligence, our intelligence from our youthful swiftness and impulsive creative innovation to our solid, stable, solidified wisdom and knowledge that nothing but time, wisdom, learning, and growth can give. That's the shift from fluid intelligence to crystallized intelligence. And listen, it's a blessing to get to that point to where we are able to shift into crystallized intelligence. That's when you see people teaching, you see thought leaders, you see the elders, you see the generations ahead of you that are sharing things that they have learned. I am definitely one of those people that have shifted into uh, my crystallized intelligence because I started doing a lot real, real, real early, made a lot of mistakes, but I, I stepped out uh, just in courage and boldness. I don't even know if it was faith. I just, you know, I, I, I was unafraid to try things and to fail at them. And so what happens is when you do a lot early in life, you can hit a brick wall. I'm taking a little detour here. Y'all know how I am. You can hit a brick wall and not know what else to do or what comes next. For many of us, when we hit that moment, that means that our lives are shifting from one state of intelligence to the next. Uh, A lot of the early composers understood that. And then a lot of people uh, in history kind of fell victim to their own intelligent demise because they didn't know how to shift. But we also see it happening in corporate America. We also see companies that that uh, that bankrupt or that have to close and shut their doors because they don't know how to change. They don't know how to grow. They don't know how to develop and pivot in the new phase of business or whatever the case may be. Guess what, y'all? It's the same with us. So at any rate, I hope that this little detour talk is encouraging you and motivating you. Uh, Five decisions to make in being whole mind and body. I want to talk to you about your health first, because for me, one of the the mottos or the subheaders that I have spoken about in the past or an, an often lead in when I give a formal talk is just how valuable and invaluable health is. It is the currency of life. I often refer to that statement is that your health is your life's currency. You know, people who've got everything but their health, they've got money, they've got wealth, they've got influence. They can buy it or they can entice you or they can, um, strike a deal. They can be the best negotiator you've ever seen, but they may be limited in their body or confined to a bed or uh, some type of machine or apparatus that has to help them on a daily basis. 
And you know, some people who are thriving and living well, and they do a lot of a lot of things. They participate in a lot of things. They don't seem to have anything wrong, unless you know their backstory or their inside story. You see a lot of different scenarios. And what I constantly keep before me, Lashana, your health is your life's currency. When you think about how it's not just about the quantity of life living, how long I can live. It is the quality of life. And in as much as we can prevent and that we can be proactive instead of reactive and and get on top of things instead of ignoring them and allowing fear to paralyze us from doing what we need to do, setting the doctor's appointment, sharing with someone, you know, breaking our own silence and talking about what's plaguing our body or 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 daring to take notice of the changes that we see when we can stay open and true to ourselves about keeping track of our health. It will help us fight what needs to be fought. It will help us to learn more information. It will keep us well because it's not always about, you know, um, discovering that something's wrong. It is also about maintaining, having a tenure of long health. And I believe that we can. So many of us have experienced uh, discomfort, dis-ease. But in as much as we've experienced, we can also experience a, a tenure of healing and physical satisfaction. So the first decision is determining just how healthy I want to be. What, what type of currency? What, what is the currency exchange that I want for my life? How, how well do I want to move about this earth. That's the first thing, is always your health. The second thing is, has my idea, ask yourself, has my idea of being whole in my body, let me change it, my mind and body changed? Has my idea of being whole in my mind and body changed? And if so, how and where? Well, to be whole, we first got to understand what it is. Our Oxford Dictionary describes wholeness as being the state of forming a complete and harmonious whole. I love it. Unity. Being completely formed in my mind, in my thinking, my body, my, my being, my soul, my spirit. The state of forming a complete and harmonious whole, unity. It's also defined as the quality of being complete or a single unit and not broken or divided into parts. And I love that as well because you always hear me say that we are an ecosystem. Our body works at its best when every part of this body is working together in harmony and in unity. Nothing will work isolated and independent of itself. I cannot divorce the thought from my mind when my body has already started responding. My body is reacting already to the thought that's been planted. And then if I don't get a hold of that thought, especially if it's a weed and not a seed, if I don't grab hold of that thought and let it 
start and, and, and then it start germinating. Then it has the dangerous potential of affecting my health, my sleep and all of those things. So let me go back to the second decision. The question to ask yourself, has my idea of being whole in my mind and body changed? And sometimes that's circumstantial because we experience a lot of things. Sometimes things that you've experienced in your body can make you change your idea on what it means to be well, to be whole or how you go about pursuing wholeness in your life. So think about those things, health being your currency, your life's currency, your health is your life's currency. And then asking yourself the question of your idea of being whole in your mind and body. Has it changed? Has it changed for the better? Has it changed for the worse? Does it need to be tweaked? Does it need to be worked on a little bit? Does it need to be workshopped? Does it, does it need to, um, to undergo a healing process? Do I need to go through a journey to reshift, to shift and, and to revamp my thought life. All right. I had said those, those, those were a part of the steps, uh, but I misread my own notes. It's not, that was the preliminary. So let's go into the five decisions. You ready? All right, let's do it. The first one is first decision is adopting a few daily habits that are your non-negotiables. Now, I don't want to get you in the mindset of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. OK, I got to do this, got to do this. And this is exactly how she said I got to do it. And I can't do it any other way. And I better not fall off. You know, if you're a box checker or if you are a personality type that really thrives in getting things done and getting things done the way they were instructed for you to get them done, because if you don't get them done the way that they were instructed, then you have failed at the assignment. No, that is not how I am telling you to approach this. Because if you know anything about my teaching and wellness and, and wholeness, it is that we honor every season, every phase, every cycle, every turn of life. So there are some things that are going to have to be tweaked along the way. But what I am saying is this first decision to make is what can be some of my daily habits that are just non-negotiable for me? We're talking about mind and body. So, for example... Prayer, or for here's some examples prayer, laughter, drinking water, keeping your body clean, mobility in some form, connecting with others, reading an article every day just to exercise brain stimulation, having a quiet moment, refusing to entertain gossip or foolery. Think about little things. That you can incorporate every day. What are some non-negotiables for you every day in your journey to being well a whole? I've got to talk to God. I've got to have a conversation. I've got to check in with God. I've got to drink water. I have got to make sure that I laugh. I've got to move this body in some capacity or another, you know, and that is based on your level of mobility. That is based on your, your health's current um, status. You've, al- you've always got some form of currency in your health. Where can you start? 
Where can you start? What can I do? Sitting, standing, lying down, moving, shifting, wherever you are in mobility and whatever may be happening in your life, especially if you're undergoing some serious health issues, this may be the season of minimalism. But what can I do for myself today? Case in point, honey, rheumatoid arthritis, you're having a great day if you, especially with flare-ups, if you can just do some finger joint exercises. You understand me? So I want you to really, I, I want you to zoom in and I want you to make this applicable to where you are. What are my non-negotiables every day? I don't care if all I can do is ankle rolls or or knee raises or sit and be fit or jog the track in the neighborhood or maybe walk a few laps around my house or do a few squats and sits and squats and stands and squat and stand. Whatever it is, that's an example of mobility. What are your daily non-negotiables? I've got to have a quiet moment. I may not be able to take a whole hour. I'm at this cubicle for X amount of time or I'm in my home office or I'm in my private office or I am flying all the time. I'm in the air X amount of time of the day of the week, wherever you are, whatever it is that you're doing. How can you find moments of quietness? So these are just examples to get your brain going on how to create your non-negotiables. Second thing, second decision is checking in with your body and keeping tabs or notes on your conversation with each other. Because yes, your body is talking and I'm going to need you to participate in that conversation. So I'm going to need you to pay attention to what's happening with him or her, your body, your bowels. Are you experiencing headaches? Where, Where are the headaches coming from? In what part of your head are you experiencing the headaches? How long do they last? Can you ascertain, uh, can you detect, can you identify, can you target the trigger, what the onset, what brings them on? Your mood, can you backtrack your mood changes and why you started feeling the way that you're feeling? How's your clarity? How's your sleep? What are your joints speaking today? How is your blood flow? How's your stability, your equilibrium? For men, how's your virility and your mood? How are your hormones for women? How are you doing with your four monthly phases, your menstrual, your follicular, your ovulatory, your luteal? If you've had a partial hysterectomy, you can still experience a lot of PMS, a PMS symptoms or uh, some of the symptoms of the four uh, month of the four uh, phases of the month. Check in with your body, get into the habit. And listen, when you're checking in, don't fuss. All right. There are some times that I talk to my body like a little girl. <laughs> there are some times that I check in with her like we are sisters. There are some times that I have to check in with her like a practitioner. There are some times that I have to check in with her uh, like a bona fide no holes barred, playing no games, grown up. Check in with yourself, but kindly. Because first of all, first of all, your body is trying to tell you something. So tell her, tell him, thank you. 
And then you start taking notes. Keep tab, troubleshoot, reach out. Who do you need to talk to? Who's in your support group? Who is in your, who's on your medical team? Who's your person? Who's your go-tos? If it requires that extent. Again, you're just five decisions away from being whole, mind and body. Adopting a few daily habits that are non-negotiable. Number two, checking in with your body and keeping tabs and notes and having conversation with your body. Number three, lifestyle eating. This is the one that I really want you all to gain some flexibility. And I will say this, my teaching may not be for everybody. For some people, you thrive off of a very strict dictatorial type of teaching. That's not so much my style because I honor the shifts and the cycles and the changes of living. I am only 46 at this time. I do not know by the fall of this year what my body may tell me or what my body may experience that that will require me to be flexible enough in my mind and in my behavior and in my lifestyle to switch gears. So foods and liquids, I do always enforce nutrition as the first line of defense. You know this about me. And I always endorse fresh food. I endorse you cooking your food as much as you can. And yes, enjoy some eating out from time to time. I'm, I'm not strict on not eating out at all. Eat home sometimes, though, and let the kitchen be a lab. Let it be a... Uh, a moment of therapy, you know, smells and and uh, putting acids like vinegar and balsamics together with citrus and spices and herbs and and different oils and seeing just how therapeutic fresh live home cooked food can be. I'm all about the food. I'm all about the proteins and the vegetables and um healthy carbs, and even a starchy carb here and there when you know how your body will respond to it. You hear, you hear me well like that? You hear how I, how I say what I just said like that? <laughs> Knowing and learning how your body will respond to it. Because there's a little something that is called bioavailability, and that's um, another reason why um, I teach food the way that I do eating the way that I do when it comes to bioavailability, food bioavailability, or what it's also called as nutrient bioavailability. When we consume vitamin, mineral, it's bioavailability refers to the amount of the nutrient that has an active effect within our bodies. So the minerals and the nutrients in the foods that we eat. The higher your nutrient bioavailability, the more your body will receive from it. It will contribute more to your body. And we know that the goal is to convert is for our food to be converted into energy because that is the purpose of it. 
So there are foods like the green leafy vegetables and sulfur rich foods, uh, garlic, onions, broccoli, cabbage, deep pigmented foods, beets, purple sweet potatoes, bell peppers, kale um, that have really good nutrient bio bio availability. Y'all, I'm getting so tongue tied. Um, Consider those a lot of the plant based uh, options because they're high in vitamins and minerals, flavonoids, and then good for, you know, for protein. <clears throat> uh, I am pro animal protein. So do with that as you will. Um, I think I'll do a different, uh, I'll do a separate episode on the bioavailability and the body's digestion um, some of the cultural differences and X, Y, Z. I'll do a, a, a separate episode on that. But your muscles need them. Your hormones need protein for so many reasons. And then liquids. Uh, of course, water is always going to be number one. Always going to be number one. Um, but I love soft juices. I love like hibiscus and I love grapefruit and um, homemade lemonade. Uh, I have some friends in California that have fruit orchards, y'all, fruit trees, and they're able to make their own homemade juices. Um, your mocktails and things like that. There are some things that I say do sparingly and there is um, a general rule of thumb for that. Everything within moderation, but don't you ever, 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 ever forsake your water. Let me tell you, and then I'm going to go on to the other three or to the other two. The benefits of water Extend far beyond what you would ever know. Your your body, your hair, your skin, your nails, your joints, your brain, your gut, keeping your body at a regulated temperature to lubricate and to cushion your joints and protecting your spinal cord and other sensitive tissues, helping to rid our bodies of waste uh, through urination, perspiration, bowel movements. I mean, getting rid of a lot of toxins in the body, helping to flush out UTIs, helping to regulate blood pressure. The list really does go on when it comes to the benefits of water, even for hormone balance. I mean, we need water for so much. So really try to build a relationship with it. Talking about lifestyle eating. Decision number three, foods and liquids. Practicing grace for the cycles of change, when, if they come. Yeah. Fourth decision. Thinking about your social life. Because you need one. Now, regardless of whatever personality type you have, whatever kind of circles and social settings you prefer are up to you. But the connection is needed. A social life to some degree is important for our well-being, for our mental health, for our ability to communicate with others, our ability to feel supported. 
our ability to um, have developmental skills, assertive skills, our ability to grow in, in navigating uh, particular uh, scenarios and situations, whether they are peculiar or whether they are familiar. Building our self-esteem, learning how to uh, uh, build that muscle. Social life is also good for um, the need, uh, releasing the, uh, the, the enzymes that give us that feel-good feeling. I think that's one reason why uh, brunch became so um, popular. It was an opportunity, first of all, to gather around food, which is such a, cultural, a culturally beautiful thing to me. But also because we could connect and laugh and identify with one another. Listen, it, it, it has great impacts on the brain, the oxytocin, touching and giving somebody a hug when you see them, when you recognize them. That's why we fawn over the social media clips when you see uh, dogs coming to the aid of a loved one or just nestled up with their loved one or two little kids who haven't seen each other in a long time because one of them... Um, change schools, move to a different school and their parents bring them together and they run and hug each other. That's because we need that connection, that oxytocin that's released from the, from the brain, that chemical that's released from the brain for, um, that helps us to bond with close relationships. Listen, we were not built to do this life alone. I don't care how hard you are. I don't care how broken you are. I don't care how many times people have let you down, have betrayed you have rejected you, you still were not meant to live this life alone. And if you are doing so, it's not because it's natural. It's because for your own um, modification and for your own coping mechanism, you have, you have changed the dynamic of your life. But listen, we were created for it. And at some point... It's best serving to start kind of cracking the door open, maybe to one person or maybe even starting with a pet. But the oxytocin, the dopamine, the serotonin, those endorphins, honey, we need them. They boost our mental health. So making the decisions on how you're creating a social life. Digitization is great. But it will never, and I don't care how you want to classify it. I don't care how you want to, uh, you know, how you want to um, make your argument as being an introvert, your reason. Because we were connecting before digitization boomed and became a, and became a thing. And we probably had less mental stress. And distress. I've I've been taking a break uh, from Facebook and Instagram right now, honey. I I I'll be back. Facebook, it's always indefinite. Instagram, I love image and I love the energy of visuals, but um, I just you know that's another episode. Um, my own personal feelings towards social media, but I love it. I love being in touch with me and being in my life in real time without it. I, I really am. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. 
but nothing will ever, ever, ever. You can create as many AIs as you want. Nothing will ever beat the connection of another human being. And then the last one that I want to bring to your attention is your spiritual, emotional, and mental health. How will you navigate it? How are you navigating it? How are you navigating that? Because to be whole on the outside is just the byproduct of what's going on on the inside. Trauma and memory-related diseases, you all, the research on that. How are you dealing with trauma and bitterness and pain? Has it become a part of your physical dis-ease and disability? What are you holding on to, harboring on, that it is literally killing you slowly? That it is erasing beautiful, wonderful cells that really want to do some great work for you, but they can't? Because anger and bitterness is locking up joints and bringing harm to your kidneys and now you can't digest, your bowels are backed up, your face is breaking out, you're losing hair, you're looking mean even when you don't feel it but you you just got such a dark countenance all the time that your face just starts to reflect unhappiness. How do you speak to your body? How do you speak to yourself? What is your spiritual practice to healing? You ask yourself, God, reveal to me. This is what I want you to ask yourself. Pray. God, reveal to me what is making me toxic from the inside. Sila. Pause. Think about it. Sometimes we're not even aware. I've been through some very traumatic things, and so I don't disregard you going through some serious things. I'm going a little bit over my 30 minutes. This is the last one that I want to spend time on. Forgiveness, my friends, are not for the people that have harmed you and done you wrong. Forgiveness is for you so that you can live and thrive. How many people do you know have cut their lives short? Or how many people do you know even have memory-related disease from trauma? How many people are debilitated in their bodies how many people do you know that just they just negative all the time they just refuse to let joy in or they become uncomfortable with it because struggle whether they want to admit it or not is more comfortable than to become softer and vulnerable and pliable and to laugh and to have joy and and maybe call the person that is offended by them or they're offended by and say, hey, we need to talk. Whatever the case is, it's a big part of you living whole. Exes don't have to be enemies. I mean, I don't, whatever it is, whatever it is, deal with it. And my suggestion is by starting with that prayer, 
God revealed to me what is making me toxic from the inside. And then be still and just wait. If it's in that moment or if it's in the days to come or if it's in your sleep by way of dream, vision, just wait for it. Because if you ask, if you open up yourself for the, to ask the question and to hear and receive, you will receive and you will hear. These are just five decisions. You are five decisions away to making a whole life in the mind and in the body. This has been your well woman practitioner, Lashana Moore. Be well and behold, my friends. Repeat this as often as needed because just like faith comes by hearing, applying things to our lives come by repetition. And repetition is the mother of skill in our lives. Be well and behold. Until the next time. Bye-bye.